0: Welcome to Babble Club Bros. I am your host, Lido, with my co host here.
1: Yep, it's me. It's me. It's Kino, baby.
0: Kino the Bambino. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Quick shout out to our sponsors, our own damn time and our own damn money. Can't definitely. Definitely. Cannot do anything without them. Kino. I got, cause... I got,
1: I got, I got, a, I got a, before we lock up, I got a quick shout out to uh, my homeboy over at uh, Felty Gaming on Twitch, Felty Gaming on Twitch facebook twitter instagram he is the musical genius behind our entrance music that's the guy you need to watch he, he's an up-and-coming you know video streamer awesome guy i've known him 16 years musical genius and he's trying to get big with the video game stuff so again felty gaming now ladies and gentlemen we're about to lock up because this week of wrestling was amazing oh
0: yeah boy i know your boy i know you you were particularly oh, happy yeah. with uh
1: Super happy. The
0: outcome of Monday Night Raw. Um, I, oh. I kind of failed you. Um, around nine thirty, I kind of tuned out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was under the heavy assumption that Seth Rollins was going to walk out with that belt.
1: Yeah, I. Um, a lot of people were, and as the week was going by from last week coming to this week, the social media trend seemed to be like we want Owens to win, and you know, hey. I mean, back in, uh, you know, going back to our first episode and how we kind of met, I've always been a CM Punk guy. And, you know, hey, I love Kevin Steen. From the moment I saw him, I was like, that's an ass-kicking fat kid. I'm an (laughs) ass-kicking fat kid. (laughs) I can relate. And I I, I love Kevin Steen. Kill Steen, kill. Amazing. So when he came over, I was like, oh, this is so awesome. I love the way he paid homage to Owen Hart with his last name. And, yeah, it's just, like, the trend kind of kind of went to, like, the masses wanting Kevin Owens to win. So, I mean, for me, I missed most of Raw. I was I was on, in the Bronx. I was, you know, trying to set up a, a vehicle for us to use for Battle Club Productions and stuff. And so I got home with about an hour left, and then, you know, 20 minutes later, boom, here's the main event. And, boy, nobody saw that finish coming.
0: I did not. I mean, of course, I, I you know, like around 11... 11- 30 I'm you know I'm on Facebook and everyone's just like posting all these pictures I'm like no way you know so I I, I hit up YouTube of course someone already posted it up um and <laughs> I, I, I was just in awe I mean my I mean because we discussed it briefly in our uh, our wrestling group chat and um yeah you know we we asked you know who do you think is going to win I I was leaning towards Rollins um just because obviously you know he was runner-up I guess if you if you want to say um right. but you know Seen what the, the WWE did with Finn Balor, you know, that they were comfortable with giving, um, I guess, a newcomer the belt right. so fast. You know, in the back of my head, you know, I thought Owens... I knew it wasn't going to be Reigns. Reigns is a, you know... No, no. Not... I mean,
1: it, it was weird not to after have Reigns. The not right
0: now. Yeah, but my my thing was that it was weird to have Reigns in that situation just after he was, you know, feuding with, with uh, Rusev for the belt. And then he's just kind of like thrown into this title picture so fast. Um, and then you know, of course, I knew Big Cass wasn't gonna win. Um, th- there's no. no way you break up, you know. But,
1: up. but, but, but if they went on pops, Cass, Cass would have won. Like, Cass was so over, it was crazy. The, the crowd there, you know, like I said, social media they wanted to KO, but the crowd at Raw they were going nuts for Cass. And I think, I think they, their you know, perception of what was gonna happen was Cass would end up champ. And then you'd have Enzo kind of like Heenan was in the early 80s. He'd be his manager, but he'd kind of wrestle part-time. <laughs> so maybe that, they, that's what they thought, you know, was, was going to happen.
0: I hope not. I mean, I have nothing against Big Cass, but... I, He's, not ready. He's not, I, not ready. I do no. not see it. I You I don't mean, see it? They keep, I mean, you know, you, you, read, you read the, you know, dirt sheets or whatever, and, you know, they're talking about, oh, Big Cass fighting Brock Lesnar, Big Cass uh, getting the belt, and... I don't know man, I, I don't see it. I mean when you know when Enzo was out with his uh concussion and Cass mm-hmm. was kinda coming out on his on his own, I it just felt so empty. Like he needs to me he right as of right now, he needs Enzo.
1: Right, right. I, I agree, I agree. He he does need that mouthpiece. And then Enzo still kinda needs that he needs the the big guy to kinda not fight his battles but have his back until he gets an opportunity to kinda show how well he can work without him. Yeah, of course. um, yeah, kind of like um, you know taking it back a bit, the reverse of when Kane was in that Money in the Bank match by himself. Everybody knew that Hurricane was the workhorse, and then Kane would clean clean up. Yeah. So it's kind of the reverse where you know there needs to be an opportunity where Cass kind of is is on the sideline for a bit, and then Enzo can show how well he can work in the ring. Awesome, man.
0: and then and then another thing. Um, going back to the uh, the Fatal Four Way. Um, oh no, excuse me, not going back to the Fatal Four Way. In the future when they decide to, you know, break up Kaz and um Enzo, I I, I see Kaz turning heel. Um I, I, I think Enzo's money as a face. So do you I mean, how do you see them
1: I you know what? I think I think the opposite. I really? think the money would be in Kaz being a face because I mean, okay, so let's go following the trend. The is kind of bucking the trend, you know, the the norm. Mm-hmm. they're not doing the status quo like you said they put finn Balor over kevin owens is the champ now so they're not necessarily doing what they used to do so the big guy maybe is not going to be the heel this time maybe it'd be enzo and it would be interesting because you know when it comes to promos the heels carry the mic work mm-hmm. and if you have Enzo against Cass and they have to cut promos, it's like Ali boxing an amateur. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's not gonna work. But now if you got Enzo taking the jabs and being the trash talker, and then Cass is I don't want to say doing Cena, but like you know, something where he's standard face promo, you hype the crowd. You know, I'm gonna kick your butt. I'm gonna pin you one, two, three. This is personal. It's not. It's it's not just business. What you did was wrong. You betrayed me. You know, kind of where they they let they they started with Ambrose and Ray, uh, Ambrose and Rollins when the Shield turn happened. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. I think that works better. And then you give Enzo an opportunity to be that sleazy slimeball heel. He'll find any way to either win or not take the loss.
0: Oh my God, man! Enzo will like imagine Enzo just like going after fans on the mic.
1: Yes, how how that would be? Bubble <sighs> Ray, Bubble Ray and ECW, he would just he'd be killing the fans in the front row. Oh
0: my God, man, I feel bad for any little fat kid just sitting in the front. uh <laughs> Anyway, okay, okay, going back to the fatal four way. Um, so they give uh, you know, they they go this route with Owens. Um, Triple H comes out, does the whole you know taking out Reigns and um, turning Which everybody Owens. Here's my the thing. I mean, besides, let's take. Uh, Owens out the equation. I mean they they look like they're going to go for a Triple H Seth Rollins feud, obviously. Right. Is I mean is Triple H a heel right now? I mean cuz he just well, kind of helped one of the biggest That's uh he's not That's a face. That, but...
1: Yeah, that's the you know we, we can we can let's hold off on that a little bit for uh we're only going to do two segments this week cuz we have an amazing interview with Bobby Wayward, Wayward. of WrestlePro. Wayward. Okay, no. So- You'll hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um so we'll get to that in a little bit. Let's um let's backtrack a bit. Um Owens winning, I think it I think it tops Finn winning in terms of shock value because mm-hmm. of the people that were in the match. Because Owens wasn't necessarily established as a main event guy. Like Finn came to the main roster and was skyrocketed yeah. So it was it, for me. It felt fifty-fifty. Where Owens was like, "Are they? They really gonna take the push with him? Like, if the if you broke it down mathematically, I think everyone was like fifty percent is gonna be Seth. You know, maybe uh, 30 percent Reigns, twenty percent uh, Owens, and then ten percent Cass. You know, like if that if my math's even right, thirty. <laughs> no, see, yeah. It's just, no, there's, it's a not, math,
0: so. there's a mathematician out there stabbing himself. Yeah, yeah, eye yeah, right
1: now. yeah, he's like, damn it, what the hell is wrong with Listen, man, you know, like we said it last week. Math's not our strong suit. <laughs> not at all. Man. But uh yeah, yeah, So so let's say thirty for Reigns and then fifteen for Owens and five for, for Cass. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think everyone, like you said, initially was like, Seth's gonna be the guy. It's gotta be the guy who was in the main event and he 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 lost to Finn. It's gotta be Seth. So when he did, then that happened. It was just like, wow! The WWE shocked us, mm-hmm. and you know, more often than not, more often than not, they don't shock us, and we kind of, you know, ah, oh, here they go again. They're doing the same old shtick. But it's like when the WWE shocks us, it's always so good. Uh, point, quick points are Punk winning at Money in the Bank and leaving with the title, Sting popping up even though they spoiled it earlier in the day. For those who didn't go to WWE.com, thing popping up at Survivor Series was like, "What the crap?" You know, Shane McMahon's return. Like when they shock us, they do it oh so well.
0: Yeah, they do. Yeah, you're right. Um, so now I guess is uh, where does uh, Owens go from here? I mean, I see him feuding with Rollins, with a mix of Jericho in there. I mean, you're gonna have je- you're gonna have a jealous Jericho.
1: Yes, you are. You are. But now here's you know again. We're not creative, but here's what I think. I think uh, the feud with Jericho builds off of jealousy, like you said, but initially Jericho is going to be – because remember, they hooked up as a team because Jericho needed somebody to have his back against Enzo and Big Uh Cass. So now what you have is, well, my buddy's the champ. How great would it be to have Chris Jericho playing the – the little kid in, in in the in the in the schoolyard that picks fights with everybody because he knows his best friend's the biggest dog in the yard you, Could you could you just imagine that like uh Chris Jericho is walking around he sees i don't know he sees Sheamus he's like what are you looking at you you, you mohawk freak you stupid idiot and Sheamus is like <laughs> what are you talking about and he's like you can't do that to me my best friend is the universal champion like i would love to see chris jericho do stuff like that
0: yeah that would be good man yeah, um,
1: I, I think, I think, um, so I don't mean to cut you off, but no, I, I think, go yeah, they're, they're definitely going Seth and, and and H. I think Owens is going to be uh, Jericho at first. Um, like, he'll probably wrestle around. Maybe he'll give Owen, um, not Owens, Roman a shot. I think it's going to be Jericho. And then I think, I hope that Cesaro's injury is not severe because I think an Owens and Cesaro feud for the title would be. Money and then the obvious, you know, especially around the Royal Rumble time, Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. And, you know, who knows? I mean, for me, I would love for Owens to hold that belt forever. You know, like he could be the guy that breaks that 434 modern day streak. That would be amazing for me because two of my favorite guys of all time. And, you know, th- those two things coincide. Um, but I honestly where Owens goes, he's going to have the title for a few months at least.
0: I mean, I think, yeah, no, you're right. I think he needs to take it to, I, I prefer to have him take it to WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, yeah, Like you said. where he'll beat Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I, hey, you know what? I mean, I, listen, honestly, I have to say, WWE's done such a great job with Lesnar. I mean, in my mind, I nobody could be Brock Lesnar. I don't care who it is. It, like,
1: it doesn't make any sense. Brock Lesnar it it to doesn't. me
0: is a monster. But like you said, somebody has somebody to be him the at some point. Yeah. Um. I mean, if it's Owens, then that'd be cool. That'd be but, major. Um, I, I don't see it. I mean, Brock is nah. such a monster.
1: yes Um,
0: going back to um, going back to Owens. I, I just wanna. I, I remember a little story. Um, I was filming an event at a, a indie company here in uh here in New York. Um, Kevin Steen was on the show. He was getting interviewed by a certain W, a certain former WWE superstar. Okay, you know, he's doing this interview and um. Of of course, it's not live. You know, you get a couple of takes at it. Um, you know, Kevin Owens did his promo on about two or three takes. Uh, he walks off. This uh, this particular person looks at me, and he just kind of, like, looks back at Owens or, or Steen. And he's just like, man, this kid is never going to make it. And, I mean, I, I didn't know who Kevin Steen was. Um, I thought I it was a douchebag comment to say. I mean... It's like, well, you know, he's. I mean, this is the Indies. I mean, that's what it's for. You know, you're supposed to evolve. You're supposed to get better at your craft. Um, right. But when he said that, and it's just, it's just funny how that's so cemented into my head. And seeing Owens win on, on Monday is just like, man, you were wrong, dude. Like, like <laughs> yeah. I wish, dude, if if I would have had this moment caught on camera, I would have leaked this to all the dirt. He's like, hey, look what, <laughs> look what this guy said and look what happened on Monday.
1: Oh my, like, that that we we would have had a million subscribers if that would have, were the case. <laughs> Damn,
0: I'm kicking myself in the head. I should have should have let it. Everyone... Well, you
1: know, in in that same vein, there's there's two very prominent people who used to work for WWE creatively and on camera, um, and they ended up being very wrong. Um, I'm not trying to shout anybody out. Uh, I'll leave that up to you if you want to, but I think the fans know what two individuals we're talking about. I don't shout um, anybody out, man. I, yeah, there's no need to shout anybody out. But Kevin Owens is money. He's always been money. I've I freaking – I've loved him. Like I said, I've always been a Kevin Owens guy, man. I, Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, the the feud with Generico and ROH. Oh, my God. Just anything. Anything he's ever tied his name to, it's been great. You know, his work in PWG. It's just like – dude, the dude went from the indies, took over, got into NXT, took over in a really badass way. He destroyed his best friend to win the title. Mm-hmm. Goes up to Maine, beats John Cena, like he was beating John Cena before AJ Styles made it cool. <laughs> <laughs> and and now he's he's on top of the world and he deserves it. He yeah. deserves it. And what's really the most amazing thing is that he's not he doesn't look like everybody else. No, you're right. I he, mean that's
0: that's the route that they're going. I mean I, I think yeah. that uh that uh, I guess stigma you want to call it of like the big muscle dude, I mean it, yeah, it's, it's been totally. gone it's been gone for a while. Um, yeah, I in my opinion I'm waiting for that to come back because then it'll be cool again. But um, until now it's it's the little guy's turn.
1: Yeah, everything everything goes in cycles. Yeah, they'll they'll be there will definitely be in the next you know few years. Uh, maybe we'll end up working with him for Battle Club or you know we don't know. But there'll <laughs> definitely be a guy who looks like. Brock Lesnar, who looks like John Cena, who can go, but just looks that way, like he's like similar in in a frame to like a Randy Orton, where he's tall, he's massive, he's shredded, and he'll be on top, and it, it'll happen because everything happens in cycles, and that's the beauty of wrestling is that nothing is the same. Yeah, man, awesome. Um,
0: let's uh segue to our next uh, our next uh. I don't even
1: know what to call it right now. I'm, I'm so hot. It's, it's, so we're yeah. it's... it's, it's I'm not hot physically ass, but... like sexy. I mean,
0: I'm just like it's really hot. In, <laughs> it's really hot in my uh, makeshift uh, studio here.
1: All right. I don't. Uh, uh, I'm not even touching that. So yeah. What's gonna happen here is, uh guys. Like I said, we've got a great interview with Bobby Wayward of WrestlePro. Uh, so stay stay tuned for that. But we're gonna just cut everything short. Try to keep this a little part quick. We're gonna do babyface babble and highlight heel, and. I, I, I'm going to nominate two guys that can fit either way. It's going to be Triple H and it's going to be Kevin Owens. Um, the, like you said earlier, so, you know, you, you were saying uh, Triple H, is he really a heel because what he did was a babyface move? He could fit into babyface Babble that way. But then, you know, for the for the fans that do like Roman Reigns and his work, he obviously had a really big heel tactic by knocking him out the match mm-hmm. out of nowhere. So I mean, you can go into explaining your your opinion of as to why is he an actual heel?
0: I like I said, like you said, I mean, everyone was obviously going for Owens. Um, so Triple H coming in and kind of like you know, you know, giving him the belt, so to say, is that a heel thing or did he? I mean, on paper, I guess he's supposed to be a heel to the ICW. He's not. He's a hero. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: and you know, let let's say him and Rollins feud. Um, because I, I don't consider Rollins a heel either because he kind of gets, you know, he gets his cheers in.
1: Yeah, um, definitely.
0: I mean, like, an absolute heel is like... I mean, I, I, who, who who the hell gets, like, 100% well, booze when they come out?
1: Well, um, almost, almost nobody. Almost nobody. But if we're talking mic work and work in the ring, I've said this to many people, and I'll stay by it, Kevin Owens has been the best heel on that roster for a long time. Yeah. He, he, yeah. To, he doesn't get booed because people love him, but his heel antics in the ring, the way he interviews, like, nobody heals it up like he, like, yes, everybody, yeah, everybody knows, knows and loves Seth Rollins. He has that <laughs> kind of laugh thing, but, <laughs> but like, so Owen, gets inter- Owen gets interviewed, and by the end of the interview, the person interviewing him, whether it's Renee or, or, or Tom Phillips, whoever it is, they feel like crap because Owens just makes them feel that way. Like, his <laughs> heat he is the best heel. He might not be a heel now because he won the title, you know. But his work up until that moment as a heel has been unmatched.
0: No, Owens is gonna be a face now because I mean, like you said, like yes, if he, obviously, you know, if he's facing Jericho and Rollins, they're they're both heels, and you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I, I'm very happy. I I, I like what happened. Um, do you think? Oh, what was my question? I forgot. Uh, I completely forgot my question. You know what? Just That's just keep funny. talking.
1: <laughs> so yeah, uh, like I said, you know, Owens was a heel with the championship win. It looks like he'll be turning face. Um, Raw because now Cesaro is out. We don't know how long. Was that uh, legit? That was down. that was real. I I'm, I'm I assume so. I mean, it was up on the Twitter WWE. Sometimes they they just leak false information. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. But if he is hurt, you know, we don't know how long. We don't know how long they're gonna do the storyline where Sami Zayn is hurt. So potentially, at least for the short term, you have three of your massive faces injured. Whether it's a work, whether it's legit. So I mean, who uh, who who's who is Owens gonna fight? So he has to kind of turn face to you know fight guys like Jericho, uh, Rollins, Rusev. I think that would be awesome. That's something that WCW did in the in the in the in the nineties. Where the U.S. champ would often kind of have good matches and sometimes even little feuds with the world heavyweight champ just to kind of bring up that title. And Rusev's whole 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 thing since the draft was that the United States title is the number one title. That would be great. Owens and Rusev feuding over which belt means more.
0: That would be, you know, like like you said, they're both kind of like beefy. Yeah, but that that'll be good, man. Um, I did you did you catch SmackDown by any chance?
1: I caught most of SmackDown. Um, it was really nice to see the Headbangers back. I don't know why they didn't give them their original music. You uh, know, that, it, that it was,
0: thing stole the pop for me. Like, when they came out, and I was like, what the hell is this? And
1: I, I, I thought the, the guy with no chin that fought Braun Strowman was coming out. <laughs> I was like, what is
0: this? Uh, What is this noise? James Ellsworth, I don't know what the hell his
1: name is. Ellsworth, I think it was. Whatever, man. (laughs) But it was like, this is not Headbangers music. I wanted to mosh pit by myself. Like, where is the music?
0: Like, I I was prepping for it. You know, I was kind of like watching the old stuff. And it was like, all right, cool. And then, like, they just came out. I was like, ugh, that sucks. That, uh,
1: uh, that, 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 um... Keith Slater and Rhino. (laughs) That segment was great with Renee Young interviewing them in the the trailer home with his, obviously wasn't his wife, but his, you know, on screen wife. That was so funny. Do you think,
0: I mean, I, I, I'm for certain that they're not going to give I I know they're not going to give them the tag titles. I see them maybe losing last round, you know, like
1: they're like, going to lose in the finals. I, I could see that. I could see that. They'll I lose in the finals.
0: That. And then, uh, mm-hmm. I, where do you go with Slater from there? Cause I, I, I really like Slater. I mean, to me, Slater is one of those guys. You could give him any row to play and he'll, he'll hit out the park.
1: I, um, we talked about this. You mentioned this last week, what I think could happen. Um, cause I don't know what's going on with the mid card scene yet. Apparently, Dee Bry might make a comeback. I don't oh. know, kind of the rumor. Yeah, so, um, let's say Rhino and Kurt losing the finals, and uh, I mean, excuse me, Rhino and Heath losing the finals. Uh, he still gets a job, and then he turns on Rhino, and then you have a little program there, and then you know you kind of mentioned it out there last week. Kurt uh, Hawkins and Heath Slater could form a tag team because their tag team division is, is pretty weak. I mean, everyone's tired of the the Usos, um, the Vaude Villains. I, they just didn't. They didn't. They didn't spark. They didn't spark like everyone thought they would. You got American Alpha, and everybody else.
0: Yeah, you're right. Um, do you think the tag teams that come from NXT are, are they don't make that transition? Because I mean, you have the um, what's the fake Legion of Doom guys? Um,
1: uh, 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 the Ascension. Uh, there we go. Sorry. Yes, yeah. Ascension. Yeah, the Ascension. I mean, they
0: they kind of failed. They they failed and then the White family didn't they didn't do as great as a tag team as I thought they were. They also
1: would. but they didn't they didn't give him a real shot to be a tag team.
0: I mean I thought they were I mean there was a moment where uh where um what's, oh my god, why am I forgetting? Oh Rowan
1: no, Rowan and Harper, but then that's Harper, when Rowan we, got injured. i forget it, it Remember name. Rowan, Rowan got injured but that was a moment a bit.
0: but before that there was a moment with uh where um Harper was uh kind of like in a Twitter war with uh Bubba Ray.
1: Right, and that—that that was supposed 3D? to be something. Oh right. man, that would that have been was so po- good, man. Yeah, but so they didn't get—they didn't really get a chance to be a tag team. So maybe that could happen, but I, you're right. I, a lot of the tag teams don't translate to Maine for two reasons. One, um, the Full sale crowd is very biased. They love everyone that performs for them, and you know, it's—it's a, it's a hometown thing. Like, you—you mm-hmm. you give me Mets tickets. I don't care who we're playing. I don't care how many games behind. We are. I'm going to cheer for the Mets. You know what I'm saying? Stupid and, man. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, hey, hey. We're, we're <laughs> right back in the thick of things just yeah, like you yeah, and your yeah, Yankees, yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah. But it's All the right, same go, for go. you. You know. So full sail, they cheer NXT guys no matter how good or bad they might be. When you get to Maine, it's not that those guys aren't talented and aren't just that good. But when the crowd is bigger, the crowd doesn't seem to connect as much when you have that intimate setting. Yeah. So ward yes. villains are they're great workers. And um, Ascension, I'm you know to me they're, they they were never the same once uh, the original Ascension broke up. Mm-hmm. What was it Cameron once Cameron was released or whatever, and then you just uh, Connor was still there and they seemed to move Victor. It's not the same Ascension, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean I don't I don't know. I think I think if the revival goes to SmackDown they're going to have no issues. I think they'll be perfectly fine. And they should go so, to smackdown cuz they uh, should.
0: Who, who what what tag teams are on Raw?
1: I mean Oh, you the New Bullet
0: Day, the Bullet Club, Day, yeah. or the
1: club. Yeah. Yeah, they got they have they have they have a little, you know, they're pretty good on Raw.
0: And uh, another thing too is like I hate when there's like this uh just kind of like pair people up and then like give them a stupid catchy name and you know, yeah, just that's hope they, so I I hate that so much. Like who's doing uh this guy uh Fandango and and
1: and yeah Breezango which, oh my god I hate that like, so much the people and, and it's, what's funny is that everybody wanted them to be a tag team so they can be called for and they call them Breezango <laughs> oh it's just god. nonsense
0: I <laughs> so, uh, when uh one of the uh I forgot what what video game it was but um I think it was like 2k15 or no 2k16 like I kinda like paired uh Dolph Ziggler and uh uh Tyler Breeze together Kind of like change their attire to pink, and I was like, "Oh, look, pretty in pink!" And they just <laughs> pretty came out, yeah, just came out like start feeling themselves, like you know, like oh, <laughs> we're so pretty. That's for, that, that's 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 good. That's what I was hoping for, but I didn't get it. That didn't happen. That did So
1: yeah, um, you know, Raw, Raw definitely won this week. You know, if they're they're fighting for ratings, Raw hands down was just a better show. Um, and um. Yeah, they're on SmackDown, you know, they're they're, they're starting to kind of push the uh AJ Dean Ambrose thing. So, all I need now is for AJ Styles to to win the title and then uh the Indies are officially taken completely over. Like to oh, me to me so when
0: great. AJ Styles wins that belt, that to me that's going to be the greatest thing ever because I mean, you have a guy that made the transition from not even the Indies, dude, TNA.
1: Right. I mean, because they. It's uh. I mean, they crazy. tend
0: to kind of like not give them that much attention, but I guess you know AJ Styles is just so good. Right. Um, but I, I listen. I do hope Dean Ambrose keeps the belt a lot longer,
1: just because. I.
0: Like I said, the belt's been uh, bouncing around. I mean, can you name yeah. it yeah. within ten yeah. seconds? Can you name the last ten champions?
1: Probably all I have to say is John Cena.
0: Well, <laughs> no, hey, listen, John Cena hasn't won that belt in about I think it's going on two years, right? I, yeah, I yeah, it. no, but,
1: but I, I get what you're saying. I just, Dean, Dean's not doing it for me personally. He's not, he's a, uh, I don't know. He's, 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 he's not. Okay. So everyone loves him for two reasons. For one, he, he, in the ring, he doesn't kind of, he shows that he doesn't care. So that, you know, fans love him for that. And the other thing is, you know, everyone loves his shoot style promos when he was John Moxley.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He doesn't do that in WWE.
0: Yeah, he's definitely so, like
1: uh... Yeah, he's like uh, you know, um my, my my best friend. He jokes that there's nothing crazy about him. It's like instead of call instead of him being the loose cannon, it's like he's the tight cannon. Like, you know, just he's he's the moderately wide gun. Like just you know, there's nothing crazy about him. You know? <laughs> it's like it's like they they just instead of juicing him up, they've just injected him with Adderall or something. Like he's just <laughs> He's just so like he's not John Moxley. He's not John Moxley. He's not even the guy that was in the Shield. Like it's just just I to me there's a disconnect.
0: Do you think he's slowed it down since winning the belt?
1: Um, uh, I think he's picked it up, but there's still something that's not connecting. I think he's I I has he had a great in ring run with the title? Yes. But as we all know, as wrestling fans, you got to be able to work and you got to be able to talk. And the WWE is handcuffing him when it comes to his promos because he can't be who he is.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, but like I said, I, I still stay to what I said. I hope he keeps the belt right. a little longer, at least until Survivor Series. I mean, maybe, I maybe. It's have to change like at a big pay per view. Don't let it change like at a, a backlash.
1: No, so they, they yeah they might they might save it for SmackDown's first exclusive. I don't think Backlash is. I think Backlash is still a dual show. No way. Is I it? think I. am not. I'm not 100 sure, but I think. But even if not, then I agree with you. Yeah, let 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 some nonsense happen where AJ can't capture the title and let him capture it like Survivor Series. That that makes sense. You know what's crazy?
0: Speaking about the joint show, I mean, when it's going to be so weird because I mean traditionally it's uh, three. I mean four joint shows. You know you have. The Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. What happens with Money in the Bank? Like, is that a, is that a joint show now?
1: Oh, my God. Each, each, that each would brand be, has that their own uh, ladder good. match? I don't want to see that. How about I, mean, make, I would like it if uh, make...
0: one of the brands took the Money in the Back, you know, the, 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 the pay-per-view, and then another brand saved it for Mania. Because, I, I mean, I, I thought the Money in the Bank it ladder should match go. should be Mania
1: it should you know what it should it should absolutely no longer be its own pay-per-view it should be a WrestleMania exclusive thing and just to make it feel spe- more special it should be a uh, a co-brand match you should have four guys or three guys from SmackDown three guys from Raw you can't you know the reason everyone started hating the gimmick pay-per-views is because there was too many of them yeah. so having two briefcases is just going to be like oh here we go again it's not exciting anymore so now if you, if you and the briefcase gets more, what would make the briefcase get more like uh, prestige is if you won, you can cash in on either champion.
0: Yeah. I, I like that idea. Cause I, I that, remember, that um, would be awesome. cause I remember when, uh, I think Dolph Ziggler had it. I, I was a little confused. Cause I thought he could cash it on anyone. And then and yeah, like, he, oh, could no, only, he could only cash it uh you know, on raw. Del
1: Rio. Yeah. So that would, that would be like, Hey, is this guy going to pop up on SmackDown? He's a raw guy. Like, that's what they need to do. They they really you can't you can't have too many in the bank briefcases. It's just it's just too much. It's too much. It's too much. Nice man. I mean, um, I
0: I do hope they get rid of the uh, match gimmick pay per views. Um, yeah, I you know, hate in that. WWE, they'll add more of them. It's like oh, uh, it's no, WWE presents Lumberjack. It's like A <laughs> whole, bu- whole bunch of guys with like axes and like like.
1: Fuck. Oh, that'd be terrible. Like, whatever, that'd be terrible. All right. Uh, so yeah. Um, we're about to cut away and, and get into this Bobby Wayward interview. So, Carlos, see what you got to say.
0: Yes. Um, so, we got a chance to um, grab a little uh, interview with uh, Bobby Wayward. Uh, for those of you who know who do not know Bobby Wayward, he is a uh, wrestler that uh, works for WrestlePro. Um, this week, he has an upcoming match against Anthony Bowens for the WrestlePro Championship. Um, I I like it because there's a lot of history between these two. Before you know, before the uh, the old brand split, so to say. Um, they were kind of feuding they split they had a match together and it kind of like stopped from there so it's, it's good to see them in this situation especially for the uh you know the big belt um and yeah i mean you know i, I hope you guys enjoy I, will, I hope you guys get to see a, a side of bobby wayward that you may not have known so um uh we'll we'll, we'll take it here blah, 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 interviews there um all right so we're gonna do the ending
1: yeah what's uh what could be our finish
0: Nothing. I mean, do you just want to end it with like plugins and shout-outs? Cause we kind of went over everything.
1: Yeah, we're. If I'm doing my math right, we should be at like 115. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That. Right.
0: La- All right. We're back here. We're here with uh, the number one contender for the uh, Russell Pro Championship, um, the Untouchable Bobby Wayward. Bobby, how are you doing?
2: Hey. What's happening, man? I'm. I'm good. I'm feeling pretty good.
0: Awesome. Um. First thing I want to get into is um you know this this match with Bowens it kind of seemed like it was a long time but like, you know it was supposed to happen a long time ago and we're finally getting the match now um, I know in the uh, old company you guys were kind of building towards the split mm-hmm. and um, you know it's just good to see you guys going at it now especially with the uh, title on the line how's it feel
2: um, it really it does feel really amazing I mean like you said it's a long time coming um, when I first saw Bowens when I when I first, saw him he's a physically impressive dude he's always always been a very physically impressive dude and then i saw how he's able to move and how he's able to work i immediately was like i need to have that dude on my side um and over the last couple years i've seen him and and the success he's having inside and outside of wrestling and it's very 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 um this is the most i've ever looked forward to a match is us kind of you know, coming full circle here and and meeting head on for the championship, it's it's incredible. This is what wrestling's about for me.
0: Yeah, man. Um, is this your first uh, <laughs> shot at the uh, the big belt? Um, you know, I know you guys were in a uh, old PWS before. Um, I don't know if you had a shot at that title. <clears throat> so is this like the first time this is happening for you?
2: Yeah, this is this will be the first uh, shot at a major title for me. Um, you know, I, I did I did hold the belt in the past and. You know, it was nice to have, but it was wasn't the main title. Uh, and yeah, this would be the f- actually first shot ever at uh, any company's main title. Oh, it's, wow. it's my own, yeah. The AEW World Championship would be my first uh, major title shot.
0: Awesome, man. Um, now, when when you guys were in the stable, uh, it was the Untouchables, right?
2: yeah yeah the untouchables uh
0: who else was in that group because i i know when 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 i started getting more into the uh you know old company um it just seemed like it was only you two but i know that there was more people in it
2: yeah for sure actually uh it started off with uh with four of us um it was uh chris Payne, Ah, uh anthony uh ac gamble and myself and bowens Uh, we started it and we were together for a short while, almost uh, I think like a full year before stuff finally uh, started falling apart within the group, <laughs> you know, which which is what to happen, you know, it's you can never have a stable in wrestling that's going to last forever.
0: Awesome. So um, Bobby, I guess, you know, just to get kind of like a background, I guess, to know the person behind the Bobby Wayward character, um, how long have you been uh, into the pro wrestling business?
2: Um, how long have I been wrestling or how long have I been into wrestling? Uh,
0: let's, let, let's start from the very beginning. Like when did you start watching wrestling?
2: Um, well, I was actually younger than I even remember. Uh, cool little fact. I was at WrestleMania five. Wow. I was, yeah, I was, a, I, I was, a, I was, a, I, was a, I don't even think I was a toddler yet. I think I was still considered like a, a baby. And my parents took me down to uh, AC to WrestleMania five. And, uh, I, <laughs> when they took me to the merch tables I guess back, they, they always make jokes about it, I always wanted Macho Man stuff. <laughs> and they were like, no, 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 no! Hulk Hogan, he's the, he's the <laughs> one, he's the good guy, you know. <laughs> you you knew like, talent from the get, right? Exactly, I just always <laughs> had a good eye, right. So, um, my dad was a, a huge wrestling fan, and he still is, he still watches, he comes to almost all my shows and stuff, but uh, me and him used to watch um, WWF. Growing up, I watched WWF with all my friends. Um, didn't really get too much. I actually started getting into WCW when NWO first happened. But then as soon as like Stone Cold took off, I jumped ships right back to WWF. But pretty, I, I would say my entire life I've been watching wrestling. Nice.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. When did you decide and, that you wanted to be a pro wrestler?
2: So I actually... Um, I made the decision, I finally took the jump into pro wrestling, I would say, uh, it's been about three and a half years now, but I made the decision when I was like 14 years old. (coughs) Um, I just switched schools, uh, and from middle school to high school, I was going to a completely different high school than all my friends were so I was really nervous. I was, I was like, how am I going to meet anybody? Like I'm going to have to start from scratch. This is, this is terrible. And, uh, my friend said he was going to the other school. He's like, I'm joining the wrestling team. I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. Wrestling. Like I completely forgot wrestling. Like that's what I've always wanted to do. So I joined wrestling in high school because I thought like, all right, this is how I'm going to get Prepared for my career in wrestling down the road. It's it's going to start in in a high school wrestling locker room at 14 years old, and um, yeah, ever since then, pretty much everything. Like after I got into uh, amateur wrestling, high school wrestling, wrestled throughout high school. um, I wasn't ever any like you know breakout star, but I was enjoying it a lot, and I could really handle myself, and I could win matches. Um, After high school, I actually made a transition into uh mma and oh. i yeah i watched uh i still remember that decision too i was watching hoist gracie in the first couple mma uh, first couple UFCs rather and uh i was like oh man that would be so cool to learn how to do that and then kind of wrestling buddies were like oh yeah we actually go to these grappling tournaments why don't you come along with us so then i started training in mma and so from 14 years old, I've been either doing amateur wrestling, MMA, or professional wrestling. And I finally, when I finally landed on professional wrestling, and I finally made the jump to, you know, what we know as, like, you know, the entertainment, the professional wrestling, it was like, oh, okay, this is what this has all been leading to. Like, all those years training and and getting, you know, athletic conditioning and technique and all that kind of stuff, it's all been to lead me to this, to be you know, the absolute best professional wrestler I could be. I don't think I would be as dedicated or as motivated as I am about professional wrestling. Now, if I didn't go through amateur wrestling and MMA first, so yeah, long story short, it's, it's been a long time coming, but you know, I'm finally here. Nice, man.
1: That's yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, can I just interject here real quick? Uh, please. Um, I did, I did high school wrestling as well. Uh, Uh you tell us how doing high school wrestling and then rolling around in MMA gyms how that like first how that really impacted you in terms of learning the business and uh, your fit your favorite parts about those trainings because I remember training oh my god training for me in, in, in wrestling in high school was ridiculous uh, yeah. I, I, I went to Grady it would okay. be two hours of you know, just grappling everybody with different yep. weight classes, and then we would run all the stairs in the building for cardio.
2: Yep. Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, you, you hit the nail right on the head. That's that's one of the first things I learned. I, I was always playing sports um, growing up, ever since I was a real little kid. You know, I pretty much played everything under the sun except for hockey. Um, and, I, you know, I was fairly disciplined when I was in high school, But I'd always had, like, that sort of, you know, playing sports with kids, it's still kind of fun. The practices kind of suck, but they're still kind of fun. And then when I got into wrestling, it was like, no, 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 the fun is gone. This is all, this is work, work, work. And the fun is when you win your match. You know, the fun isn't. The fun isn't putting in the work to win the match. The fun is getting your hand raised at the end. That's when the fun starts. Yeah. When you get you know the recognition, that kind of stuff. And I, I, I learned that very quickly, and I was like, okay. So, you know, it's called front-loading your work. You do all the work leading up to it so that when it comes time to, you know, perform, it's, it's all set. Um, cool. Yeah, got that from wrestling right away. And I would say my favorite part, I became such a... Uh, I became such a masochist when it came to (laughs) training. And and that was like, especially, you know, rolling around um, wrestling and, and, you know, just having like those, you know, practice matches. And um, then just grappling around with guys in MMA and doing, you know, rolling around jujitsu and judo and stuff like that. Just loved. Not, you know, nobody likes getting beat up. But I loved losing because I was like, OK, I didn't know that, you know, I was weak in this area. So now I can get better in this area. And it was I became such a masochist. It's so weird hearing it. Hearing yeah, myself no, say that. Absolutely. But.
1: No, it's, it's, <laughs> but it's perfect because you only learn lessons when you
2: lose. Yeah, exactly. You learn
1: lessons when you lose. Um, you know, if you don't mind me asking, what high school did you go to?
2: I went to uh, Colonial High School out in Jersey. All right. That's yeah. Shout cool. out. Shout out to CHS. I'm actually down the street right now. All right, I'm, at, that's, the, that's yeah, I'm cool. at the gym. I'm at the gym in my hometown right now. It's oh, awesome. that 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 is awesome.
1: Yeah. It's funny. It's funny because a lot of wrestlers have that mentality. Like you put 110 percent in before you get to the fight, and then when you get right. to the fight, when you win, that's when it's fun. Yeah. We had a, we had a saying: the only move that beats you is the one you're not prepared for. Basically saying, you know, you got to know everything. So, you know, rolling around is is so much fun. I always tell people, swimming is the best workout to work every muscle out. And then when it
2: comes to difficulty, it's wrestling.
1: Yep. Just straight up wrestling, man versus man, grappling, It nothing's harder.
2: It's, yeah, it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I mean, pro wrestling is extremely difficult, but... It's made easier by the fact that I went through that when I was younger, and I'm like, okay, this is this is like that all over again. Like, I get it.
0: <laughs> um, Bobby, quick question: When yeah. you know, when you were into wrestling, uh, amateur wrestling and um, MMA, were you able to record your your scrimmages or your matches or anything?
2: Um, no, cause you know what I. And looking back on it, I, it's such a missed opportunity. Like, I don't have. I don't have pictures I don't have you know recordings and stuff wrestling when I was in high school it was always like you know we had a recording but it was the coaches recording mm-hmm. you know my my dad has been always been very supportive of me w- with all my athletic endeavors he's been coaches on my teams and all kind of stuff he like he saw how much I wanted to play sports when I was growing up and he like took every avenue possible but himself you know, he didn't really come from an athletic background, and I'm sure if he did, he would have brought a camcorder to every event and been like, look, now we need to sit down and go over this yes. and what you did. It was the coaches that were doing that, and it didn't <laughs> – until I got into pro wrestling, that's when I was like, oh, that's – you got to watch yourself back and because it was always about feeling. Like, you know, amateur, um, you, can, you can study other people, but yourself, it's always about feeling. You know, you can, you can, you can sit with your coaches and pick apart your bad habits. Like, you know, all right, especially in MMA, when it comes to like, um, you know, boxing and stuff like that. All right. You need to stop stepping this way because if you do, someone's going to catch you with something like this or in wrestling, you know, you need to stop dropping to this leg because every time you do this, arm, you know, so it's, it was always little things like that, but it was never for like the glory of going back and watching it and being like, oh man, that was so awesome when I beat this guy. And. You know, oh, I love look at the crowd when they went wild when I took them down like this. You know, that didn't come until pro wrestling. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I, I always say that you know, kids now they're so they're so lucky to have like you know this technology in their hands. I mean, like you said back back then, <laughs> I mean, I had a, a huge, I mean, it wasn't huge, but you know, to today's standards, it was a huge camcorder that you know it took like the little DV tapes and you know you had to like buy you know certain time limit and all this good stuff. And, you know, the fact that they're able to watch their stuff over and over, it, it, it allows them to invest a lot more into themselves. Because then, like you said, yeah. you know, they could see, you know, where, where they're at, you know, what they need to work on instead of hearing it from other people. Because sometimes a lot of people, you know, when, when, when they fail at something, they don't like hearing advice from other people. Yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. Sometimes it takes their own criticism to, you know, realize what they need to do.
2: Yeah, um, absolutely.
0: I remember. Uh,
2: no, go, go. Well, I was, I was just going to say, like the you—you have a great point, and um, I would, because I, I was always, you know, very disciplined as a kid. But I've always kind of had the same sort of attitude of, you know, not that stuff comes easy to me, but if I work at it, I know I can be good at it. So I always kind of like, uh, I guess, a little bit of an ego. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I became a yeah. professional wrestler. You yeah. gotta have an ego. You need, yeah, you need the but. ego to wrestle. <laughs> as, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking to myself like, out of all the things I would have watched, I would have watched when I was 14 years old, freshman, wrestling varsity, two weight classes above what I normally wrestled at, because somebody had to sit out, and I beat the kid in 45 seconds, and he was this, a senior, and he was. Ten pounds heavier than me, and I picked him up for a single leg, and the crowd went crazy because I was chasing him around the circle with his leg for like (laughs) 20 seconds, and everyone was at the home gym, and everyone's going nuts. I was, as the pro wrestler in me, I was like, "Oh, that would be the match that I want to see back." Like, not those wars of attrition. Now yeah, that would be all the
0: hits and most of them coming.
2: Exactly. From exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I would have watched that like 2000 times just on. Repeat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, that speaking of what, you know,
1: you, you, had, you had, you were chasing his leg the whole time. Again, people don't understand how tough that is when you're dealing with dead weight, that's moving and you're yeah. trying to control them. You're trying to get that claps, that that, that one arm clasp. You're trying yeah. to get a pin. You're trying to you know trying to get a reverse. You're just oh, trying to get man. all that stuff. It's it's just so tough. And you know what what's what's funny is uh you, you, Carlos, you brought up the the video the video recording. I did that with my my boys basketball team, and we Gosh. would just sit and wa- let them watch and let them think, do what you just said, Bobby. Let them watch their mistakes and then see if they can correct it.
2: Yeah. And
1: I I never, especially with today's technology, I never understand this big dumb jock stigma like. Real true jocks study everything yeah. they're, they, they, they might not know cl- calculus, but they're they're so into what they do their intellect on what they know and what their their love is 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 off the charts.
2: Absolutely absolutely 100 kn- percent I know a lot of I know a lot of dudes who aren't classically smart, but you ask them to break down you know pick a pick a sport, Pick an athletic activity, Activity, you know, pick weightlifting, and they can go into all types of details and give you – everyone's an expert in something. You're, right. You are become an expert in something by spending time at it. So some people are experts in, you know, classical, quote-unquote classical stuff, like, you know, book learning and all that kind of stuff, where some people are experts in, you know, just being athletic and, and knowing what their body is capable of and, and – especially wrestling being in such a fierce like one-on-one competitive like do or die situation you know these guys don't have time to really be good in other things because mm-hmm. they're so dedicated to being good at this one thing it's awesome it's it's the coolest I, if i you know if i have a son someday i pray to god that he asked me like hey can you take me to, you know, wrestling camp or something like that when he's like eight years old? That's the dream. <laughs> it's the dream. It, it absolutely oh,
1: yeah. is. It absolutely, yeah. cause there's no there's no bigger high. I mean, <laughs> in, in combat sports, you, you know, whether it's MMA, whether it's boxing, uh, you know, Muay Thai uh, tournaments or wrestling, there's no bigger rush. There's no bigger feeling of, of, of amazing, just awesome, overwhelming emotion than when you beat another man one-on-one
2: it's it it really is good which is you know because to bring it back to to pro wrestling i mean that's why um i like being a little bit more physical and i like being able to show that sort of war of attrition with somebody um and you know it, it, it comes down to it uh, comes down to people's backgrounds, obviously people who haven't kind of grown up like that, who haven't done amateur wrestling or any sort of, like, combat sports or football and aren't used to, like, you know, physical contact. Obviously, you know, things are, could be a little bit more maybe graceful and artful. But for me, it's always been about, you know, like, let's go out there and let's have a war and you know let's really like get into this and you know it's like being back in a cage or being back on the mats you know all over again it's awesome
1: yeah it's it's those endorphins it's those hormones it's that adrenaline like you hit me hard i'm gonna hit you harder
2: yeah exactly
0: so um bobby after after amateur wrestling after mma you decide you want to be a pro wrestler where what school do you uh do you go to
2: so I'm going to give a huge shout out to uh, to two people. One of them, you know, it's um, it's actually was my first and only wrestling school. And after observing about 20 minutes, I was like, yep, this is the place for me. Um, and that was Pat Buck School. Um, it's still in Raleway, still in the Raleway Rec Center. You know, started there. Um, it's... Was the PWS school, now it's the Wrestle Pro or the Creative Pro New Jersey Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat just knows his shit. I mean, sorry for cussing, but Pat knows. All right, we're Pat. explicit. <laughs> all right, all right, cool. Pat knows his shit, and he's uh extremely, like, motivated, athletic dude. And as soon as I saw what he was putting those guys through, I was like, okay, all right, this is it for me. The second shout-out, the reason I found out about it is because um, my uh, good friend in wrestling, Mike Dell, used to go by The Lifeguard. At, yeah, so The Lifeguard. Wrestle- right, right. He's one of the uh, aesthetic males right now, Mike Dell. Um, he, I used to work with him, and I knew he was into wrestling. And I was watching uh, a bunch of DVDs. I was watching like the... The documentary DVDs, um, this is before the network came out. So I was like on Netflix watching, you know, Michaels and Jericho and Edge. And then I finally watched Austin's. And after I watched Austin's, I got done with it. And I was like, I need to be a pro wrestler, like, tomorrow. Like, I'm, I'm, I've I'm, waited way too long to do this. So the only person I knew with an in was Mike Dell. I called Mike Dell. He said, I'm going to go check out Pat Buck School in Maybe you should check it out too, and it was like, "Yep, bang, bang, boom." That's it, easy as pie. This is the school for me, and yeah, that's that's where I trained at. Man.
0: Now, do you think, do you think if Mike Dell wasn't there, your your career would a would have uh, prolonged? I mean, because when when I decided I wanted to get into school, um, you know, the first thing I did was I, I did what you did. I reached out to a friend and I said, "Hey, um, you know, I'm thinking about doing this. Do you want to come with me?" And of course, you know, he said, yeah, we checked out a few schools and just to have, I guess, that that buddy support where, you know, you kind of have somebody with you. And do you think your career would have would have, you know, like I said, prolonged if Mike Dell wasn't there?
2: That's that's an interesting point. That's um, because I remember I got the info from him and I looked it up and then I also remember trying to look up. Like I can't imagine what it would have been like to try and get into wrestling, you know, 20 years ago. I I can't imagine Yellow the pages. difficulty. Yeah, <laughs> like because I was on the internet, Google, and in schools, and I'm like, oh, ah, yeah. this one's you know here, and this one's here. And I'm like, how the fuck do I know? Like, I don't know what these places look like, and I don't know who these trainers are, and you know, like I I, I was I, I was always a big um, you know WWF guy, but I didn't really. And I didn't really get into the indie scene until I started wrestling. Um, so I didn't know, you know, I didn't, people were going by their real names. Like I was such a, like anti, uh, not, not anti smart, Mark, but I was like, I was the opposite where I I was just like, I'm just taking it for what it is. I don't need to know. Hulk Hogan's real name is Terry Bollea. Spoiler alert. That's Hulk Hogan's real name. (laughs) If anyone, if anyone didn't know that, um, So, I'm like, I don't know who any of these guys are. Like, I was only going on his recommendation. So, I think I would have stuck with it just because I wanted it so bad. But I don't think I would be where I'm at. So, to answer your question, yes, it would have been prolonged. But I don't think it would have, like, it would have taken me longer to get to this point. And. But I don't think I would have stopped because of that. Like, even if I went to a shitty school with a shitty trainer, I probably would have just stuck with it because I wanted it so bad.
0: Nice, man. Now, your first, uh, I guess your first couple of months in, did you uh, kind of regret it?
2: Um, No. No, absolutely not. It was the opposite. Um, and actually, like, I still, we trained three days a week um, back then, and Right now, he trains guys two days a week. I still try and go two days a week just because, you know, I I love it so much. You know, I, I love, you know, working with, uh, you know, some of the talent that's coming out of WrestlePro is there twice a week in, in Rawway at the rec center. And um, <clears throat> I have guys like, you know, Pat and, and, and Dan Muff and, Kevin Matthews and and Bokura, um, the Heavenly Bodies, and Fala. I have all these guys that are, are very close to the school that I can pull from. Not to mention all the the guys up in the New York school, you know Alex Reynolds and and Johnny Silver and Kip Francis and like all these guys who are like, you know, if we could put uh, just a roster together of just those guys, we could make a TV show and it could compete with anything that's out there right now. It's like, uh, how could I regret it? I'm, I'm brand new into wrestling, and there's these guys who have been wrestling for 15 years and have traveled all across, the, and they're sitting down with me and explaining stuff to me and helping me understand why you do certain things. You know, the pain didn't start until a couple, I would say, a couple of years into wrestling, like two wow. years of taking bumps that's when it started to be like oh my back and like oh my neck and you know my shoulders and knees and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but no, I I was the opposite. I, I would have regretted not sticking with it
0: 100%. I regretted that shit the first day. The first day I went to training, uh we were doing I don't know why, but we were doing uh kind of like leap frogs. Yeah. And this dude he didn't get enough height and he just needed me right in the eye and i oh. went down and then, you know, i'm just there and then my friend just starts cracking up he goes yo man look in the mirror i look and like have the biggest black eye i'm like oh, oh yeah and at this point i'm married and you know i kind of <laughs> i kind of had to like persuade my wife that it was going to be okay when i went and then yeah I, just, you know, I, I come home with like this black eye and she's like nope and it, it's just i don't know i mean i guess it's different for some people um
2: but, yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, like I was saying, it's that weird thing where I, I sort of became a masochist because of that. and like i I enjoyed like there were days where, like I, one of the one of the basic things that I had a lot of trouble with was an arm drag. Like it was so weird because when it comes to like a shoot style, you know, I could do an arm drag if the guy is resisting. But when it came to you know a work style, it was like, I don't know why. I just can't get this arm drag down. But there's always been that part of me where it's like instead of getting frustrated or, you know, and I've I've gotten I've gotten bruised up, I've gotten cut open at practice where you know I was hitting the ropes and there was the stage behind me and my arm went over the God. the ropes and it gashed open my elbow on the stage and it was like bleeding for like two weeks straight. But there's always been that side of me where it's like, yeah, that's badass, like that's awesome. <laughs> Look at this, and, or like you know, I'm gonna work on this until I get it. Like I'm not gonna get frustrated. I'm not gonna give up and. Um, you know, that's like, that's like I was saying, that's that weird masochistic side of me where it's like, yeah, this hurts, like, yeah, this sucks, but like, I love it, you know?
0: That's <laughs> kind of like a Napoleon dynamite. He's like, oh, it's gonna leave a sick scar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. That pride.
2: Gosh. I'm just I'm like, uh, I, actually, let me not say this, but I'm gonna knock on wood before I say this, but I'm such a pretty guy, like, <laughs> I'm such a handsome, <laughs> but I so want like a cool badass like scar over my eyebrow or something like that i'll get you that son of a bitch that
0: need me my first day we'll go find him (laughs) yeah
2: oh man
0: um so so after how long until you trained before you competed in your first show
2: um actually to, to be honest it was like three weeks um wow yeah, I started, and then they did, like, a... I mean, it wasn't a match, but we did a, uh, like a battle of royal. Yeah, there
0: we go. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And um, it was funny because I thought I had the basics down, and the day before, we did a, a seminar with Matt Hardy. And um, he, uh, like, Matt Hardy, I was, it's weird, because Matt Hardy, so random, he was there for one day. But he taught me the difference between, like, a good bump and a, a shitty bump. You know, like the good bump, he made me take it hard and he's like, That ring your bell? And I was like, Hell yeah, it did. He's like, Good, that's how it's supposed to feel. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, I get it. <laughs> I get it now. It's not just falling, like, yeah, we're 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 really beating ourselves up for these crowds here. Like, I get it. That's <laughs> so three weeks in and then the next day did a battle royal. Um, kind of like, to be honest, kinda sat by the wayside for a little bit after that. Um you know, and it's—I don't know if it's. It, I guess it's kind of a good thing because I really didn't get any steam going until we formed the Untouchables, and that was, I would say, a year in. I was about a year in. Mm-hmm. Was just kind of doing random matches that didn't really mean anything, and you know, didn't really have like cool gear or anything like that, and didn't really have a persona. Just kind of still learning the ropes. So even though I would I started competing about three weeks in, I didn't start actually like becoming a wrestler until about a year in. Nice. Yeah.
0: D- so so the Bobby Wayward character, that's been your original, you know, get I guess, you know, first character. And yeah. it's the same one today.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh just like it's kind of aged with me where I don't I don't want to do a character character sort of thing like the reactions that I you know that I have when I'm out in front of a crowd would be the same reactions I would have if I was just in a really like rambunctious and excited mood so yeah it's it's always it's really always just been me like that old saying of you with the dial turned all the way up like yeah it's wayward is wayward is love wayward is life you know
0: <laughs>
1: speaking That's, of wayward
0: oh, i'm sorry go ahead kino
2: well no i, I just want to say with uh,
1: see with that with when you when you go with that what the benefit is just like in life when you are who you are you evolve so the right. benefit of your character being yourself just turned up, when you evolve in real life, it translates to what you do on screen in the ring. Like you can change without having to have a drastic overhaul and people really not buying into the change.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what I've tried to stick with.
0: Nice. Um, real quick, you mentioned wayward. I have a question because I, you know, I, I recorded a majority of the, uh, old PWS shows in, uh, Oh five. And, every time you came out, there was this chant
2: that everyone just <laughs>
0: kind of, like, bothered you with. Um, I was trying to look for the soundbite. I, I had the video somewhere. But, you know, it's the whole, like, wayward. word when, yeah. when did that, like, come into play?
2: Um, <laughs> a little side bit about that. Like, I, I don't really remember. To, it was sometime, sometime in in I think it was 2015 sometime it was either I I can't remember what year it was but it's it's been happening for such a long time but a funny bit about that is there are times where I'll be in like a silent room and I'll hear that in my fucking head and I'm just like it it's gotten to the point where it legitimately haunts me like it follows me around People say it to me, like my family members say it to me. Ah, my family members see me and go, "Way and I'm like, I can't escape this now. That's it, man. This it's is just part life, of dude. who I am, right? That, it's that, it's like it's like that's your
1: version of of when people have real life jobs and they they sleep during the weekend and they think they have to go in early in, yeah. oh, on Monday <laughs> or they're like like um, it's if like they're a garment man. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like it's like it's like Saturday night. You're half asleep, but for a garbage man, he's like, "Oh my god, I left the whole container uh, full of crap!" And I, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm freaking yeah. out. So that's that's yours. That the chance you're you're on it's, your, your it's
2: me. It really like it really at first, like and it's still it's still very cool because it gives me it gives me like that added like you were saying the, those endorphins and the ability to turn it up even more. Like I hear it and it like it legitimately. <laughs> It doesn't it's so much get on my nerves. We're kind of past that point. It more so like crawls under my skin and like <laughs> takes little knives and starts like stabbing my spine with it because it's just like it, I can't get away from it. And as far as I'm concerned, I know there was a point in my career when it wasn't happening. But at this point, it's been happening more so than uh, it's, it's been happening longer than it hasn't been happening. So, uh, oh man, imagine, that, I'm,
0: imagine how it's gonna be next week after people hear this.
1: Oh my God. goodness!
2: Biggest Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs>
1: hey, I just is that is, is that a ripoff of that Simpsons episode where the guy's going down Darr- <laughs> <Darryl>. It is <laughs> I right.
2: Don't I don't know. And that's that one could... of the like. That's one of the coolest things about it. It probably it probably is, but that that is cool. I, I don't. I don't know exactly who started it. It was one of the fans, and it be, it started with a small group of fans. And then I remember there's been shows where, like, Wrestle Pro show, uh, the the first show we had in March, there were like 1,200 people there, and I swear to God, 700 were chanting <laughs> Wayward, and I was like, "This is this is that's insane. That like, is this is so crazy. Crazy. I know it's funny because I mean, when
0: you come out, you look like you have this genuine look of like just being annoyed by the noise." like
1: you
2: bastards yeah <laughs> and everyone thinks it's the coolest thing ever everyone like they're like haha we're g-. and i'm just like you you stop just please let me live my life <laughs> <laughs> i'm in the shower um, and i hear wayward and i'm like i know there's nobody <laughs> chanting it to me right now but i still hear it
1: <laughs> oh god you see, you've seen psycho right yeah. So
2: you're in the shower,
1: and the shower
2: turns up, and it's just fans
1: instead of stabbing way you their way
2: wayward. <laughs> and I have the same reaction I start oh, no. screaming at the top of my lungs. That's great.
0: <laughs> um, uh, real quick, I, I I have to ask you because I know you you were in the uh, I guess in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't expect details, but I just want to know your feeling at the moment when. When this uh, split from uh, PWS happened. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was a lot easier for you to make a decision on where to go since you went to Create-A-Pro and, you know, you were a Pat Buck guy. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, because it, it looked like 99% of everyone involved went with Pat. Right. And, you know, I mean, there's probably a couple of people that, you know, kind of didn't follow. Um. I mean, how was the morale, like, and behind the scenes of all that?
2: I mean, you you nailed it on the head right there. And if, if that shows anything, like like you said, I, you know, I am a Pat Buck guy. If it wasn't for Pat Buck, um, I probably still would have been a pro wrestler, but I probably would have been a much worse pro wrestler, or I would probably would have given up on it by now. Um, so it was very easy for me to make the decision, and just like it was for everyone else. Um, you know, at WrestlePro to make the decision, and that shows you, you know, what kind of guy Pat is. That no one, no one was like, "Oh man, what do we do? Like, do we continue with this, or are we going to WrestlePro? Are we doing both?" It, there was no question at all. It was just like Pat was like, "Listen, this is the deal. Um, you know, WrestlePro is is starting up. First show is March 5th. This is what we have lined up for this year." Everyone was just like, "Cool, we're on board." It, and did, it was that simple.
0: Did you guys have the liberty to kind of do both if you wanted to?
2: Yeah, there was there, Pat never said like, don't do. And there's never been a point in my career where Pat or anyone at the Creative Pro schools mm-hmm. have ever said like, don't do this, don't associate with this person, don't associate with with this person that's actually that's a lie. There was that whole dapper thing back in the day. That was a little bit different because and it was it wasn't for it wasn't for, you know, to to scorn dapper, it was more like to look out for yourselves, like mm-hmm. don't work for this guy cuz this is what happens when you work for this guy. Um so he was like, "Listen, you could do whatever you want. I'm not telling you not to do, you know, uh, rest, I'm not telling you not to do these shows, I'm not telling you to do only do WrestlePro shows, but everyone just kind of had their minds made up already. Everyone already knew, you know, what they were doing and, and you know, Pat's been like the captain of the, the ship for um, a couple years now and everyone was just like, you know, aye aye captain, which, whatever you say <laughs> man, because you're the man. So. <clears throat>
0: Nice man. Yeah, I mean yeah. Pat Pat Buck seemed like uh like he already knew what he wanted, he knew where he wanted to go and I mean it, it really didn't take much time. Like it, it WrestlePro was like this huge thing before he even had a show and I mean, you know, that just shows what kind of businessman Pat Buck is.
2: Yeah, he's uh he, he's definitely like you know, I, I pull a lot from him, not just in wrestling, but you know, um, especially in business, you know. He's, uh, he's an entrepreneur. It's, he's doing the, he's living the entrepreneur life. He's got, his life is dedicated to his business and that's, you know, that's ultimately, I feel like a lot of people's goals, you know, not just mine, but, um, so it's, it's very cool to have that, you know, uh, like as a mentor and, you know, as a coach and a a friend and all that kind of stuff and everyone, like, like you were saying, there was so much buzz around it and everyone was so excited and it's not like he he's not feeding people pipe dreams he's not saying we're going to do this with you and he's like look this is in the works you know and if everyone you know continues to put on the best possible performance every time they go through there and train hard and get in great shape and look the part and you know everything that goes with wrestling you know all he's 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 handling all of the you know putting the cards together promoting the shows and it's up to us to do the performances, and that formula has worked very well over the last couple of years with Pat, and it's going to continue to work very well going forward. And it's a very exciting time for WrestlePro.
0: Nice, man. I mean, and, and going back on what you said about you know Pat and business, um, yeah. I I, I I really admire the type of businessman he is. Um, I remember about about a year ago, uh, some you know some guys on a podcast were kind of like mentioning how Pat isn't very. Um, He's not very social with people at shows. I guess right. he's just kind of like, you know, he's, he, he has his mind so preoccupied. Um, yeah. I, you know, I like that, you know, as, you know, I go in, I record, and, you know, Pat, he comes out, you know, he he gives me what the, you know, the day's pay is, and he just keeps it moving, and, and I, I have no problem with that. You know, yeah. I, I know he has a, you know, he has a lot going on, so I'm not going to stop and bother him, and, you know, it, it's good to see that his head is on right, as far as business goes, that you know, I I, I see Wrestle Pro going very far in the near in yeah. the near future.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and I've had the I've had the like the um, what's the word I'm looking for? But like I, now that I've been around for a couple of years and I've been able to work for several different companies and and see how uh, multiple range of how promoters run their businesses and and run their shows. You know, it's a a wide spectrum and, you know, Pat would be on the front end of, you know, how it should be done spectrum because I've been at shows and I know both of you guys, you you guys have have been involved in, you know, backstage and stuff, Mm -hmm. been on shows where people are looking for the. The promoter, the booker, because they have a question about something. It's like, where is this guy? I can't yeah. find him. Yeah, like where he's in the back? What is he outside? Is he you know uh, outside smoking a cigarette, or is he you know uh, having a, a conversation with some chick around the side of the building? <laughs> <laughs> you can not list Pat, a thousand not Pat anymore, man. Pat, it's nope. like where's Pat? It's like I don't know. He was walking around like fervently a minute ago <laughs> because something was up with the lights and he needed to fix it. So it's it shows you that mentality. It's the, it's the entrepreneur mentality. It's like, look, I'm going to be the front runner. I'm going to be the hardest working person for my own company, of course. And everyone else works hard because they see how hard he works. And that's why we've had so much, I feel like, as a whole, so much success over the last couple of years. And, and going forward, you know, ever since March happened and we saw, like, what? all right, this is what we're capable of and, you know, the upcoming schedule is crazy. I mean, we're working like every other week. Some some weekends we're doing two shows a weekend. You know, we have September ninth and September tenth. He's running two shows on the tenth because the Taco Festival oh, yeah. up in Augusta, right? They want him back on the tenth. Nice. Instead of saying instead of saying no, I can't do that because I'm going to be here, he's saying I actually have a whole other crew that's not on the September 10th show that I can send to that show. Mm. You know, like who, who else is doing that? Who else is running two shows on the same day and has two rings to do it, you know, like, and he's got, he's got a truck to get the ring to the, like it's, it's, this is professional wrestling. And, you know, he puts the professional in professional wrestling like without a doubt. That's why it's, yeah, that's why like, this is this, this match coming up on the 10th. Besides the fact all of that other stuff aside, like, it, it gives me such an honor that my first major title shot is at the company that I started with is, you know, is at wrestle pro I consider, and I will always consider my home promotion. No, no matter how much the fans piss me off, you know, <laughs> what, no matter what kind of gripes I might, might've had in the past about, you know, um, being booked up against certain opponents and stuff. It's, this is the ultimate. This is like, the you know culminative of of everything that we've been doing. So and I'm I'm you know I'm so ready to outwork Bowens and like Uh I have so I have such a chip on my shoulder. I really (laughs) do. I really have such a chip on my shoulder for Bowens. I really do because don't blame you. He he's just such an impressive looking not only just you know physically but his athletic ability. And his intensity and stuff, like it's it's just it's a feat. So, I'm not gonna go out there and play second fiddle to Bowens. Like that's for damn sure. Like Bowens is the champion, but it's that's the wayward show that night. And you know, it's so awesome that it's happening at WrestlePro. That's 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 awesome. So, you know, you just you just spoke about <laughs> Pat
1: Buck and his professionalism, and I I've always found it easy to be. Really professional when you love what you do. Yeah. So we're gonna use that parallel, and uh, I'm gonna ask you a question um, for your love of this business. What are your, some of your favorite moments in the ring
2: um,
1: that I've had myself? Yeah, sir, That you that you've been a part of.
2: So um, pretty early on in my career, it's uh, I got well, actually, there's there's a lot I can think of a lot. So pretty early on in my career, I would say one of the first ones was when I got to work um, at BWO, and (laughs) I got to uh, take a Stevie kick, and it was just like watching, going back and watching ECW, and, you know, I'm just like, wow, and, you know, I loved, (laughs) I always loved Steven Richards, and I was like, I can't believe I'm getting super kicked. Uh, I was a big Steven Richards fan, like, go figure. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, that guy's great! Yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. I was you like, know. I'm getting super kicked by Steve Richards. Like, this is this is awesome. Um, that was one of my first moments where I was like, oh, like this is crazy. Like, I'm I'm going to be able to live out some childhood dreams here. Right. I also, um, I got like I got um, a little bit of uh, you know in ring promo time with two of my favorite promo guys of all time, um, Mick Foley and Jake the Snake wow um as the as the untouchables and um like it, that was just and i actually i have recordings of both and like that's something i can always look back on and be like wow like i had a microphone and i'm standing across from mick foley and we're exchanging like semi-insults back and forth like <laughs> This is this is incredible. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's exactly right. That's that. Wow, that's that is incredible. You, to say you know, I'm of, when it comes to being super kicked by Stevie Richards, I'm I'm of the elks of guys like you know the and Dreamer, and, you know yeah. whatnot. And Then you, you exchange words with Foley, and you know people don't give Foley a lot of credit for his his, his ability to throw verbal jabs, but you, you're you know you're one of those. That's 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 incredible. You absolutely nailed, yeah. that, nailed it.
2: I mean, and and of course, like there's been so many matches that I've had I've had a ton of matches, and I I I don't think I've fully enjoyed any of my matches. That's like I said, that's that masochistic part of me where I'm always picking apart stuff that I'm doing and like my 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 individual performance. I've never had I think I've had one or two matches in my career where I looked at my individual performance. And I'm like, okay, all right, that was good. Every other match, I'm like, that was absolute dog shit like I can't believe I did that like it looked terrible why did I do this <clears throat> but I did have a match funnily enough with um it was me and Bowens versus um McIntosh and Payne Matt McIntosh and Chris Payne and it was up in uh, Pennsylvania and we opened the card and it was a, a nice house and the crowd was hot and they were just with us for every single part of that match making noise you know people on their feet and that was one of those moments where i was like holy shit this is why i'm wrestling this is this is why i'm doing what i'm doing like these people are having the time of their lives watching us have a tag team match like not any type of special you know gimmick match no weapons or anything like that like a basic tag team match to open up the card and these people are going nuts for it like this is why i'm wrestling.
0: Nice, man. Um, Bobby, last question, it's part of the toughest question you'll be asked.
2: Who okay.
0: is on your Mount Rushmore of wrestling?
2: <laughs> this is actually not as tough a question as who's your favorite? Like I would <laughs> if i could if i could do a Mount Rushmore for everything, i would like music wrestling movies all that kind of stuff um mount rushmore definitely without a shadow of a doubt uh i hinted at it before but macho man randy savage Mm -hmm. would be one of the front two on mount rushmore um me personally it's it's actually kind of (laughs) the opposite of (laughs) of the that good you know um like you're saying that talent, but me personally, influence-wise, Ultimate Warrior would be on that Mount Rushmore. Whoa. As a kid, as a, as a kid, I was all about Warrior. That was my guy. I was a Macho Man guy until I saw Warrior, and it wasn't even his it wasn't his like late '80s stuff either, which is really weird. It was like <laughs> it was when he came back. I was like a huge fan of him. Um, let's see who else would I put on there. Damn, there's so many. There's so many. I would definitely put Eddie Guerrero. Um, nice. nice, So uh, this is a wide range, right? We got yeah, yeah, Warrior, yeah, yeah, Eddie yeah. Guerrero, <laughs> Macho Man, um, and then uh, I would say who would fill out that last spot? Man, I'd probably have to say uh, Shawn Michaels. There
0: we go. Nice.
2: Yeah. So I put, yeah, Macho Man, just as, and I'm talking strictly about, like, personal influences. There would be a whole other discussion on, who you know, the best wrestlers, the best, you know, uh, gimmicks, the best acts, you know, whatever you want to call it, Um, but I'm I'm straight from Macho Man was my first favorite wrestler until Ultimate Warrior came along, and I was, like, for 10 years, up until like Stone Cold and The Rock came along, I was like, where's the next Ultimate Warrior? Like, none of <laughs> these guys are as good as... Like, Bret Hart, you're no Ultimate Warrior, dude. Like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're cool, but you're not the Warrior. Undertaker, you're not the Warrior. Like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was me as a kid. That you just me as a kid,
1: yeah. you you <laughs> yes. just knocked knocked out two of guy, guys that are each on our r- r- Rushmore, from our from our first podcast. My I God, had bigger mind. He had heart.
0: <laughs> I actually had heart over Michaels just because. Yeah, heart had like I said, heart had the entire nation of Canada on his back.
2: True, true, and you know what though? You know, just me personally, I put Michaels up there just because when I was a kid, I fucking I hated Shawn Michaels. I hated him so much. I wasn't a Bret Hart fan, but I wanted Bret Hart to kick his ass. When Stone Cold (laughs) beat Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania finally, I was like, yes, Stone Cold is now my guy. Stone Cold (laughs) is the one who took that belt away from that piece of crap Shawn Michaels. So like looking back on it, I'm like, wow, he had that effect on me. Like, oh, yeah, he's definitely, like, That's he's how up it there. Is, man. He Everyone's to yeah. hate the heel. Hate the
0: heel. That's yeah.
2: Exactly I I love Michaels.
1: I love, like, the symmetry, the, 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 the way everything kind of parallels. You go from arguably the best worker from the 80s into the 90s with Macho, and then, Michaels, the birth worker from the 90s <laughs> into the early 2000s, and then Eddie, who was, you know, late 90s to 2000s. And then Warriors, just like, out of nowhere, just like one of his stiff clotheslines. Boom! Where'd yeah. that come from?
2: <laughs> Listen, man, when I was a kid in school, like, everyone was talking... I was... <laughs> I was talking about Warrior, like, oh man, did you see Warrior puking when Papa Shango put that <laughs> on him? Like, you think he's all right? Like, oh my god! <laughs> you know, like, That's I didn't great. care about, I didn't care about anybody else. Everybody else's job was jobbers to me. It was Warrior or die, <laughs> you
1: <know>? nice, <laughs> so, But now, 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 now it's Wayward or die, right? Now it's Wayward or die. It
2: really is, go. Yeah.
0: Nice man. All right, Bobby. Well, uh, thank you for uh, you know doing this interview. Um, I, I really wanted to shed some light on you because. Um, I know next week's card is pretty much packed with, you know, a lot of guys and I kind of feel like you and Bowens were kind of like not put to the side more to say, but it was kind of like overlooked. But um, I'm looking forward to that match. I think it's going to be great.
2: It's crazy. Like and for anyone listening, I mean, if you are not at WrestlePro on September 10th, you're going to hear about it and you're going to wish you were there like so many matches you know what uh, Kurt uh FFK Kurt Hawkins Brian Myers getting to know him and being able to watch his matches in person for the last two years or year and a half has been such an incredible experience. Like, I've learned so much just from watching him. Um, and he's wrestling Kevin Matthews, like, that's one that's his send off match, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Pat Bach is wrestling Cody Rhodes, like, that is going to be that's going to be just something to behold. Like, the, these two guys have been in that same mindset of just being the most proficient wrestlers. Like, that's going to be insane. Um, you know, of course, me and Bowens, it's, it's you know, I, I have a feeling that me and Bowens, no matter who wins or loses, this is not the last time you're going to see us do this. Um, I have also have a feeling that Bowen's like I has the same mindset where he's gonna want to go out there and outwork me So if we're both thinking that we want to outwork each other um, I think we're gonna put on like such a a crazy um, Just show of of what we're capable of and it's really like you said It's not really pushed to the side, but considering everyone else who's gonna be there It's not like a marquee match. You know, it's not Grado flying in from Scotland to wrestle CPA (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's not Cody Rhodes at his first. You know, uh, is one of his first bucket list uh, challenges, right? It's it's not Kurt Hawkins' last match before he goes back to TV, but it's two guys who have everything to prove to themselves that want to steal the show, that want to have the best match on the card, and it's for the championship. <laughs> So whoever wins this match has the ultimate bragging rights, and it's it's going to be insane. So be there September 9th in Huawei, just WrestleProOnline.com. It's, it's going to be crazy. I'm so excited for it.
0: Nice, man. Anyway, Bobby, thank <coughs> you yeah. very much. Um, Yo, thank you so guys
2: We be me, there yeah. on the 10th, You're and awesome.
0: we're sure that's going to be a hell of a show.
1: Yes, absolutely. absolutely.
2: All right, Bob, thanks. Yeah, thanks, man. You guys are awesome. Uh, take right. care. Have a good night. You too, Mike. You too, buddy.
0: All right, that was our uh, exclusive interview with uh, Bobby Wayward. Uh, I want to thank Bobby again for this. uh, It was last minute. Um, You know, I thought I had a guest lined up. We didn't, and you know, just he was the first guy I thought of. Since, um, like, like he said in the interview, um, his match with Bowens is kind of, uh, it's kind of overshadowed by all the bigger matches. Um, But again, I think, I think the entire card is going to be great. Um, again, another un. It's not as advertised as Kurt uh, Hawkins' Hawkins' last match as an independent guy for now. Um, I'm pretty sure that's gonna be a special moment. Um,
1: very special,
0: yeah. Um, any plugins you got,
1: Kino? Hey, man, just like I said at the top of show, uh, huge shout out to Felty Gaming. Um, our last, our guest last week, Mo Damavi, my homeboy again, guy known, you know, just about 10 years. He's on SoundCloud, you know, Facebook, look him up, great independent artist, and um. You know, just, just guys, we're we're everywhere, man. Battle Club, Babble Bros, <laughs> get into it, man. We're 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 gonna, we're working as our butts off. Like honestly, uh, Kino and Lito, Lito and Kino, you're trying to be the podcast tag team champions. As hard as we're <laughs> working on all this stuff, whether it's you know promoting Battle Club, whether it's trying to get the word out for the podcast, man i'm giving us a shout out because we're working our asses off
0: yeah man i mean i'm i here in this like i'm here in my son's room just kind of like took everything over just put my microphone through this crib to the side but um yeah guys i mean if if you're listening to this podcast please share it um if you're listening on itunes try to rate it uh if you didn't like it rate it high anyway and just never listen <laughs> to us again that's fine just yeah, give it a nice yeah. rating um let's let's get up there um yeah we're available on soundcloud itunes uh youtube this one will be available on uh the battle club pro youtube page under the audio playlist um and yeah of course uh we're 30 days away from battle by the six battle club pro's battle first by f- the
1: six battle, Club's oh,
0: fo- battle club pro's first uh show um i'm super excited it's been it's been a long time coming and um yeah, man, it's 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 showtime, dude. I mean, it's
1: it's so exciting. It really is. Like
0: the closer we get, it's like the more hits. Like, okay, this is yeah. this is happening. I mean,
1: it's so awesome. It's so awesome, guys. You know, if you're listening to this, man, nine forty Garrison, twenty bucks gets you two shows. Wrestlers Laboratory, who needs a shout out? Yes, you know, those guys are great. And then Battle Club's first, you know, first show ever, man. And hopefully. This is the first of many shows, and we're gonna put everything we got into making this work, man.
0: Yeah, man. All right, guys. So um, that's 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 all for today. Uh, we try to keep it a time limit. We failed. Um, whatever. We'll try next time. Um, I'm Lido, coming from you, coming to you from the Bronx. This is Kino, coming to you from Brooklyn. We are the Battle Club Bros. And stay stay safe. And uh, yeah, whatever the motivational stuff you want to put there.
1: Guys, Battle Club Pro, fight on.